welcome to another episode of Be Free, Be Fun, Be Fearless. I am Dr. Renelle Feliki, your host for today, and I am so, so thrilled to be joined by, now I know you think I might say it all the time about being joined by friends, and what can I say, everybody, it's my friend, <laughs> but Diari has a very special place in my heart, he really is my wonderful friend. Diari Adbar is a three times, now just turned three times, best-selling author. He is an ambassador of hope, having uh, contributed to productions of documentaries to do with um, uh, uh, children's health, poverty, education, and actually one of his documentaries won an Emmy Award. So pretty impressive. So you can understand why this amazing, impressive man is someone I asked to write a testimonial on the front cover of my book and has actually written a beautiful forward in my book as well, uh, which talks about our alignment uh, with regards to humanity and, and compassion. He also happens to be a dentist, which is how I suddenly found out when I was teaching one of my courses that he that we were so in alignment and it was nothing to do with dentistry, but he is also a, a fellow professor at the University of Illinois, Illinois. So a clever man who also happens to have an MBA. <laughs> we could just talk for the whole hour about what qualifies you, qualifies you, Diary. Uh, but his latest book, can you wave it, wave it at me? Business Not As Usual, and that, my friends, is the topic of today's conversation. Welcome, welcome! Thank you, Rana. It's always a pleasure to be with you. You just bring joy to this world, you know. Every time I speak to you, my life is better. My life is better. So, thank you, and God bless you. It's really nice, and thank you for inviting me on a very, very successful podcast. Congratulations from the bottom of my heart. You deserve it. Um, I read your book from cover to cover, and I, I actually read it again yesterday, one more time, believe it or not. So, yeah, what can I say? I'm, I'm a big fan. So, <laughs> you've, got um, Rena, you've got Rena resonating within you now. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, the thing is, we, we, we met a few times, and, and I remember one of the meetings we, we talked, and it was very brief, but I remember it was so intense that it brought a tear to my eye, if you remember. I was talking about the charitable work we were doing, and I was talking about uh, kids, you know, children in, in poverty, especially in Mexico. We, we did the Armonia documentary that won the Emmy Award. I was one of the executive producers. Um, and I had the privilege to be there, and watching these kids to travel miles and miles and miles every day to get to school. I mean, talk about ambition and resilience. Uh, some of them didn't even have proper shoes on. You know, they, one of them said that he, he walks every day. His round trip is actually eight miles every day to go to school to learn. Now, how can you not love a kid like that and, and try to be there for them? So the idea was through this um, charity we were trying to to, to build schools so it's closer to them. Um, so I think, and this is the thing we, we both resonate when we talked, is that, or we were in alignment. You know, in this life, I'm, I'm a big believer that we come uh, for a purpose. I don't think we are here, we are just a little dot or a little speck on this planet just because it happens. I don't think that's the case. Unfortunately, some people see their lives like that, but I think that's completely wrong. And uh, we need to change that mindset because everybody fulfills a role. Everybody is here for a reason. Now, my reason and your reason and many others, I'm pretty sure some of your listeners, is that I think we are, by nature, we are givers. Um, we, 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 we don't like to be, um, I mean, okay, I, I, I was a dentist. Or I'm a dentist for many years and I'm a business coach um, in order to live, obviously you have to do something and you have to make money, that's, that's beyond the point. But generally we are givers. And I think you can never go wrong with givers because each one of us is trying to give. Um, and I, you know, I, I don't like the notion of giving back because um, giving back to me sounds like you've actually taken something away in the first place. And um, I, I don't give things back, I just give. Um, so I think, I think that is, that is what led me 
to do what I do in life and outside my profession. And it's interesting because a few years ago, one of my, uh, one of my people at, at work, um, we were talking about something and she said, um, she said, Dr. Abda, I think it'd be nice if we put on our newsletter, um, how much money, people always say how much money we make or people make in business, but how much money we actually make, gave people back by not doing certain things that are not necessary, no, by adding that. value to their life, by, she said, there's no statistic that shows, and I'm sure you, Rana, you've done plenty of that, where you, you put your heart and soul where there's no, that's priceless, you know, to solve a case. Um, and that's actually, that's actually almost like giving money back into the, 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 the system rather than taking away. So, during all this time, uh, you know, when, when you are in conflict with yourself, you think, how can I give back? How can I do? Although we said we're not going to say give back, but how can I give? How can be, I be more, more of a giver? Now, you know what? Um, I, I want to I I up it a level because, because I'm, I'm concerned about the giving because obviously we, are, we, are, we want to be of service. The issue is that when we do too much of it, and we don't fill ourselves up again. And that doesn't mean, you know, through, through our own enrichment, we get empty and then we don't have anything left to give. So obviously we have to be responsible for ourselves too. So I'd almost up it a level and change the word give to share. Yes. Because yes. It's, about, it's about sharing, sharing our wisdom, sharing our love, sharing our compassion, yeah. sharing our energy, sharing, sharing what we have to share to enrich other people's lives in whatever way it happens to be. I like that. I'm going to borrow that from you then. In using the future. You so, can have it. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that led me to really participate in writing books and being a mentor and being, I remember when I did my first mentoring and coaching, um, the very first time, this was probably about 12 years ago, somebody asked me, so how much do you charge? I said, I have no idea. I just want to share. I want to. I want to give the information, um, and it was funny because I was with my with my brother and, and very 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 um, good friend uh, Tom Ziegler, the CEO of Ziegler Corp, and we were in London, um, and I was actually talking about my coaching program to a bunch of dentists, and we went through the whole um, the whole presentation, and a lot of people signed up afterwards um, without knowing how much the the program will cost. I mean, they were so hungry for the knowledge and they saw the passion. And then one of them at the end, he said to me, so that's wonderful, Diary. You've, you've talked about all these things, you know, what you do, how you can help us. And I mean, no doubt that this is gonna be great. But how much would it cost? And I said, do you know what? Actually, I haven't figured it out. Let's figure it out together. And that was the funniest thing we've done together. So we all sat down and tried to figure out how much this program should cost. And that's to me. That's 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 uh, that's someone who truly want to share, want to give. And of course, since then, I became became a little bit more. Um, uh, well, what can I say? I'm more focused. That I know exactly uh, how much you know my time is valued and all the rest of it. So, yeah, and you know what? That's an important point because, and that is part of it. It's, and it's funny, actually, I was giving a, a webinar the other day on energy leadership, and, and we were talking about actually how to increase your sales and your productivity and your conversions, and, you know, and talking you through these energy levels and how that helps. And that is a big part of it, because as I'm going to use the term givers again now, because we're talking about draining ourselves, as, when we are givers as opposed to sharers, <laughs> Sometimes we value ourselves a bit less because because obviously we feel so happy to give, but that's that's an element that feeds us to some extent. And and sometimes we don't actually value our worth as much. And there is an element that when people hack things completely for free, they don't value them or you either. And they've done studies on this, you know, having three price brackets, the really expensive, the free, and something that maybe doesn't cost that much. And the program that usually does best is that is that middle ground in yeah. terms of people's success as well, because it's about them making a commitment and making an investment, which I know we're going to get onto, because unless you are willing to commit to change, to make something happen, 
uh, you won't do it. Whereas if you've got this safety net on, such as, oh, I can always, I can give it, you know, it doesn't matter, I'll get a refund, or I haven't paid for it anyway, so I won't bother. There's less energy behind it in the first place and often less success. And I know that's what we're going to talk about. But so, yeah, as, as people in service, we often we just want to we do just want to give, give, give. And we want to give for free. But actually, it's about it is about honoring ourselves and honoring the other person as well, because we know that they will get better results that way. Yes. Yes. So and that's very, very true. I mean, we all been there. We all been there. Um, you know, I, I, I'm sure you the same. We, we've spent countless hours and, and probably money as well, you know, educating ourselves. Um, I, I, and I noticed uh, the ones that we had to travel for and uh, spend a lot of money, those are the ones that we really sat down and probably wrote every, every word and made sure we pay attention. It's just probably human nature. Yeah. Um, but coming back to this, um, I thought, I thought uh, before we start talking about the book, because there's some very good information I would like to share with your listeners about this new book, mm. uh, which I call, which I call it uh, a, a book of hope, actually. Um, but I came across something which I thought I'll share with you. Um, it's, it's by Mark Twain. It says, never regret anything that made you smile. And I thought about it for a second. I thought, you know what, that's very, very true. Things that make you smile in life, never regret doing them, whatever they might be. It could be sharing a, a, a lovely moment with somebody. It could be, I don't know, reading a book, writing a book, doing something. And for me, you know, all the traveling, all the, uh, I'm sure you, you've done plenty of, of charitable work, but that makes me alive when you are there in the cold mountains of Mexico, building with your own hands, you know, um, schools for kids, installing computers and doing other things. I found out, you know, above everything else, and I've, you know, I've done dentistry twice, um, you know, study here, study there, met some amazing, amazing people in this life who enriched my life. But somehow being there, that's what made me so, so, so happy. And I thought, you know what? If this makes me happy, I'm gonna make more of this because that's what life is about, those moments. So it's interesting when I, when I come across that. But anyway, going back to the book. So the book says business not as usual and it came out on the 1st of um, December and has been already a bestseller, which, is, which I'm thrilled, yes. Um, but um, well, we should say as well, actually, you all the proceeds go to charity as well. All the proceeds go to charity. Well, it's again, this is you giving from your heart, which is amazing. And also, my publisher in New York, uh, my my side of things go to charity. The publisher in New York, this is the reason I like them, James Morgan, because their proceeds also a big chunk of it goes to Habitat for Humanity in the U.S., which is a charity that I affect a lot, and. Um, and I think that's just wonderful. You know, you have to team up with people who are like-minded, uh, even when you publish a book, you know. Uh, money is important, but in this case, I thought, you know, during COVID, we were all locked down. People were all devastated. Um, and I thought, what can I do on top of what we do, you know, for our patients and, and uh, our clients, um, coaching clients as well, I helped you, but I thought, let me bring something, let me share something with the world and let's make it uh, for a good cause. So I found them on that purpose as well, that they were, the message was in alignment with mine. But uh, the overarching um, message in this book really is about how to reset. The, I call it the power of reset. Now, this is interesting. You have a computer or you have a gadget or something that doesn't work. I'm looking around because it's full of gadgets here. And some of them work, some of them don't. What's the most freeing and uplifting moment when a gadget doesn't work is when you reset it. Mm -hmm. it, it frees us. It's, it's, it's funny, it gives you that, that split second of, you know, freedom from all that old and gunk and stuff that was blocking it moving. So then I thought, that's interesting. Why can't we reset aspects of our life? 
you know, what stops us? Just because I'm here, we are doing what we're doing, now doesn't mean I should just carry on blindly. Um, and, and people don't think it that way. You know, you, you in your ABC um, Action News interview, you mentioned something very, very interesting. And that was that people say, you know, just that's just the way I am. It's almost like a stamp, you know, that's just the way I am. Forget it, I don't change. Well, why not? You can change, anybody can change. So I call the power of reset because everybody has that power to reset whatever they want in life. Is it a relationship? I'm not, I'm not encouraging people to go and reset their relationships, but I'm saying if, <laughs> if you are in a bad relationship. Yeah, they can reset the relationships within their relationship, but just, just to, to direct that a little bit more, it's interesting because when we do need to reset the phone, the computer, whatever it is, it's usually because something's gone wrong. Something isn't working, exactly. but it's obvious. It's, it's there right in front of us. And so, so the, yes, like, like I said in that, you know, well, people think, oh, you know, yeah, that would be nice. It would be nice. But so usually what happens is, unfortunately something because we ignore the signs on the lead up to it we ignore the glitches yes. as human beings we often get to the point where we it really does break because we so often we we learn and we take opportunities from adversity from the pain rather than recognizing the until we become more awake but rather that you know we don't recognize the glitches that happen along the way so then we get some kind of tragedy so to take your relationship example you know what someone starts to threaten divorce or that they're moving out or the, or your health suffers or your business is facing bankruptcy and yet if you just woke up and paid a bit of attention and didn't resign yourself to that's just the way i am exactly. you would really enrich your life by no, by by noticing it before it got to needing to reset. So yeah, reset before before things go so terribly wrong is what I'm hearing you say. Exactly, exactly, and that's 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 where you said peeling the onion, you know, mm -hmm. layer by layer, and and yeah. So uh, so many many years ago, and you do sometimes you do things subconsciously. Um, Many years ago, I was asked to write a chapter in a book with uh, Brian Tracy, which is a winning way. This was my first book that I did. Yeah, and this was the bestseller there. And there was many people, great ideas there. But one, one, one aspect there that I actually wrote about was the art of reinventing yourself, which is actually, in a way, is a reset. Because sometimes you feel like something doesn't work and you need to reset it. So... In the, in the new book, the, the, the business not as usual, uh, we were all locked down and businesses were not working. We were all stopped uh, and, and we did a few things online, that's fine. But, uh, and there were businesses that just could not move forward. End of story, they were just stuck there. And I thought, and that was very devastating for myself as a business owner, for others, because when your business doesn't work, it affects your life, then you're not free, you're not fun, and you are fearful. And in an ideal world, we would like to have fun, we'd like to be free and be fearless, as my good friend Rana says. So, <laughs> so I was actually looking for answers for myself first. And I thought there was so much misinformation, there was so much media bombarding us with all doom and gloom. And you didn't know what to, what to believe, what not to believe. And I thought, let me do some of my own research. I'm a researcher. I know how to do research. Let me. So really, the, the book actually, the, the, the book was finished. Almost, I did it in six weeks. The, books were, the book was finished in June. But obviously, because you know this, because of all the publishers and the back and forth and editing and everything, it took until, until recent. Um, time to be published, but otherwise it was ready then. And I thought, let me look. So, so what I did, I looked at the past pandemics. I'd look at past history of humanity to see how did we deal with disasters, with tragedies. And I found out that humans just probably the most resilient beings on this planet. I mean, it's just amazing what we are capable of. Um, and we do it, we move on, we forget. I mean, you just look at countries where every five minutes they're hit with an earthquake or a hurricane or something and they just rebuild themselves and they dust themselves off and they move on you know one big prime example is, is japan or you know or places like 
United States, you know, southern states where they get lots of, um, uh, you know, weather disasters and they just stand up and move on. And I thought, hmm, so what can we do to do, to do better in the future? So that's why, for instance, the subtitle says success strategies for building a pandemic proof business. Because right now, nobody, this is new to all of us. No one is an expert. In fact, if anything, probably I'm the expert because I've got a book, but no one is an expert. We are all in the same boat together. You know, so I thought, let's look at the past and then let's learn lessons from there. And of course I use my knowledge of being 25, 30 years in business and with my MBA and everything else and being a good student um, in life and listening to others and having had many mentors, amazing mentors in life. So I kind of put it all together. Of course, it's very difficult to put all that in 160 pages. That's why we have a workbook that goes with the book um, later on. But first, I encourage everybody to read the book first. But I wanted the, the overarching message for this book to be hope, be it on a personal level or for your business, uh, a small business or a medium-sized business. And this hope starts by doing a few things. So the book, chapter upon chapter, chapter is full of good advice, very useful uh, insights. But one chapter in particular is very close to my heart, and that is how to get rid of old habits. Because I looked at my own business and the business of some of my friends, and I found that there were, there were two things. Well, actually, there were three things that affected everyone. Number one was we had very, some very old habits that we just kept repeating again and again and again, just because it worked. And we thought it was more like a comfort zone. And we are, we're all guilty of this. I cannot find anybody who like perfect in that sense. And we have that quote, don't we? I'm, I'm terrible with, with names, but, but the quote of, you know, how do you expect things to be different if you just keep doing the same thing again? Exactly, and again? I think Einstein said that. Mm-hmm. You cannot expect, you cannot expect uh, different results if you keep doing the same thing. Or the, that's the definition of insanity. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> I love it. Okay, that's number one, bad habit. So that's that. Number two, in order for things to happen, we need some goals. We need to know where we are. And everybody said, we, you talk to people and say, do you know how to goal set? Oh yeah, of course. Everybody seems to be a, a champion in goal setting. But the reality is, actually, I think there was a, there was a study done in, in the United States. They found only 3%, 3% of individuals actually wrote their goals. And it, it, it's mind blowing. You know, and because we all have goals, but they're all here, you know, all fuzzy, all in our hair, head. And, and, and so, again, subconsciously, that was the title of my chapter in my next book, the Success 360, which we published with many people, uh, among others, Sir Richard Branson. And the title, yes, there it is. And, uh, and I think my picture is right above him to the right, yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so the chapter there, again, that chapter is very close to my heart because that chapter is called Think It, Ink It, Act On It. I like that. Yeah, so Think It, Ink It, Act On It. So basically it's, it's think about your goals, what you want to achieve. Ink it, write it down for God's sake, write it down because you forget this is life and then act on it. And of course in the book, there are a few things which I will share very, very briefly uh, in, in two, three minutes later on how to do this. There are a few ways how to act on these things quickly, which is obviously where the, my, my coaching comes in, which is the fast implementation bootcamp, because we are all guilty of this. We read a book, we read something great. We have the material in front of us. Maybe we paid a lot of money to buy it, spend the time to read it, and yet we never act on it. We just think that somehow magically, if we just have the book in the shelf behind us, you know, it will, the words will just come here and they all get stuck. Uh, maybe it's easy here because I don't have hair, but for some <laughs> so we need no, to- No, it's easier for me because my hair helps hold it in. <laughs> so, so, um, so that's, that's that. And of course, uh, number three, like I said, is that fast implementation. So, Going back to the going back to the to the goal settings, it's interesting because people always want to change something in the future. We all do, but they forget that the secret 
to wanting that thing in the future to happen is that you have to act now. It's no good to wanting something in the future. So people want this big mansion. People want this change the world. They want to do a lot of things in the future. However, that's not going to happen if you don't plan it now. And very briefly going through this planning or goal setting, you need to be fearless. Back to your message. You need to be fearless. Again, back to that resetting button. How many times you had something you want to reset and you had that, you kind of felt a little bit fearful. Am I, am I pressing the right button now? What's gonna happen after that? And despite everything you do it, and then you feel like, oh, that was nice. That was, that was a good reset. You know, now, now, now we can start again. It's the same thing with everything else. So you need to be fearless to do that. Otherwise you are just in comfort zone and that's fine. And I'll tell you another example, which is interesting. If you don't set up specific goals, in theory, you can't fail because your goal is not specific. And if you can't fail, that itself is a major failure. It's the safety net thing again. It's back exactly. to it's back to having the safety net. Instead of bringing things in and making them tangible, like you said, it's a it's it's a floaty thing. You know, yeah, I'd like more money. Yeah, I'd like my business success. And you can practice affirmations and visualization all you like. And I'm not saying those things don't help because they do. They set your energy in the right direction. But without the actions, and you should better to be the guided actions, yeah. then nothing is going to happen so it's easier and like you say when it's something that's distant when it's something that's in the future again it's easier because then you don't have to do something about it now you're just like yeah yeah it will happen and there is I think it's important for us to bring in that definition of an inner belief of letting go not being so desperate and knowing it will happen but you're still taking actions versus the wishy-washy Oh yeah, it will happen, but you know, it's it's and because it's somewhere for somewhere in the future, it's never gonna happen because actually all there is is now. Yeah. I mean, just look at the people. Um, look at the people who lose weight and people who don't lose weight. You know, oh, I'm gonna lose weight. That's it. Well, that's that's not a goal. That's just like a, a wishy-washy dream. I'm gonna lose 10 pounds by X. Then you make sure that it happens as long as you act on it. And the same thing goes for everything. And I still don't have to, you know, we don't have to make big changes, you know, set goals even for the smallest things. I, I'm a big believer, Rana, in, in small victories. Small victories always are wonderful because you can treat yourself. You feel good. It makes you take the next step. Um, uh, it's a bit like, I don't know, it's a bit like climbing steps. You never think of the last step. You always think of that first one. Yeah. The visual that just came to me is uh, because sometimes actually when you're climbing steps and you look up and you think, God, how the hell am I going to get there? And you have to tell yourself one step at a time, one step at a time, take take one step at a time. Just like my podcast a few weeks ago, actually, with my, my good friend who'd, who'd finished, he'd done three, five million steps in six months. Now, if he started out thinking he was going to have to do five million steps to, where, to get to where he did, get two, three and a half thousand kilometers later, he wouldn't have got there. But it's one step at a time. But the, the vision, you should listen to the episode, by the way, was it episode 13? Absolutely fascinating. But um, just the visual I got when you just said that was um, I got the image of a, a pool, freeze, uh, a pond freezing over. You know, and so to start with, it gets a bit cold and the ice is a little bit, it's not thick enough. So you're tentative, but you, you, you do it anyway. So you take a couple of little steps out and then, and then of course, it, the, it, as it freezes more and more, i.e. you're bringing it into tangibility and it's getting more solid, you then become more and more confident with every step that you take moving into, moving across that pool. Yeah. And you know, children are a prime example of that. Mm. Children are a prime example of that. Now, do you, have you noticed that some people actually spend their entire life worrying about failure and they're just preoccupied and that blocks them from moving forward. So you need to free yourself first from your beliefs, your, your old bad thinking habits. And that's why I think the notion of small victories 
Um, I mean, the saying goes, well, the, the, the journey of a thousand miles starts from the first mile or the first step. Or, so these things, um, I'm not a mountain climber like yourself, um, but I always think if I ever do it, um, I will probably look right in front of me step by step until I am up there. Because if you look high up, you might think this is quite a monumental task and it's just not going to happen. So I, I, I'm one of those who like to see the big picture, yes, but I like to always celebrate the small victories um, uh, stage by stage. And that's something people can do. Uh, we don't have to rush into things. But And you said a very telling word there. It wasn't because you talked about the small victories and now you've just added a layer by saying celebrate the victories. And that's so important to acknowledge each achievement because it just it adds and it helps you keep on moving forward because so often we have this negative self-talk where we talk to ourselves about what we haven't achieved you know how we haven't got to the big goal but if we take the time to celebrate every one of those tiny steps it will help us keep going absolutely absolutely because you could achieve a certain level and you still look up you think like oh gosh i've still got so much more to do um, I don't think this is this is attainable. Whereas if you just celebrate there and that will take it to the next level, I think it's it's it it helps everyone. So the main thing for goal, once you identified what you want and everything, I would say the next the next thing should be to 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 set a deadline. You know, and, and all these things, I think half of the book, people if they read it, they think, oh, I know these things. Well, that's wonderful. I mean, I remember years and years ago. I attended a three-day seminar, this was probably about 20 years ago, um, by Tony Robbins, you know, the famous Tony Robbins. And he said, um, he said, folks, everything that I teach you, um, you, you already know it. I'm just reminding you. And that's so true. And all of a sudden it kind of lifts you. You think like, yeah, actually, I'm not that bad. I know all these things, but I just happen to kind of, um, this is life. And I, there were other priorities, other things that I forgot about these things. But I think everybody has this thing in themselves and we can, we can do this. So a deadline is very important. And we put that deadline in a calendar, not just in our head, in a calendar, right in front of us, because then we have it. And that will then train the subconscious mind that there's something that needs to be done. The amount of time we go to work or we do something or we say, oh, there was something I should have done today. So the today is in your mind, but the thing you forgot about it, but the today is there. Visually, you can and, and add pictures to it, add something nice to it, um, add your victory treat to it, see what's going on, um, and, and just test that with your subconscious. Now, once you do that, then, of course, that comes the big thing, and that's act on it. Because if you don't act on it, forget it. Nothing's going to happen. So... And that's one thing that I, I like and I do in my coaching and my mentoring. If, if I go into, let's say, a business or if I go into a setup, I need to make a change very quickly because people like to see change, a positive change very, very quickly, regardless of that change. It might not be that you're going to increase their revenue by uh, 200%, but even if you increase it by 10%, 15%, 20% very quickly, uh-huh, there's something that works. Well, let's work on that. It could be that you increase their freedom. You know, same revenues, but the freedom. Um, I did that many, many years ago myself. I was working five, six days a week. And 15, 16 years ago, I decided to, to work less, but keep the same, uh, the same level uh, of, of, of revenue and income. And I just rearranged a few things. And I found out that for the last 13 years, uh, 15 years, sorry, I've been doing three days instead of six days with having the same revenue and even more. Now and this, this is really interesting because, so you could have a client who comes to you and, and this, this again comes about landing the thought process because when you have these limiting beliefs, they, they fully believe, oh, there's no way I can earn the same amount of money in, in three days as I could in six. So they're already limiting themselves by that belief and they'll just think you're, you know, you're telling them a load of nonsense. So obviously part of your job is to open up their belief system. And then of course you'll help them strategize and you'll help hold space for them to strategize for themselves to recognize how they can do it. But the first thing is let's set the goal. Let's unblock 
so that energy so that you can get to the point of believing it so that you're really going to make it happen and then let us as your coach or your strategist I mean I call myself an ultimate performance strategist now because that's what I'm doing I'm getting you to perform to the ultimate level in life strategizing I'm not going to tell you what to do you're going to do the strategy but let me hold the space and my business expertise as in your case or for me, my life expertise, I mean, I do both, but to, to help you then make it tangible. Very true. But you've got to unblock the beliefs in the first place. And you did it. You were living proof. I was the same. Yeah. Well, the thing is, Rana, you can't, you can't, you know, people, people can smell fake from distance. You cannot fake these things. You know, the, the reason we both aligned so quickly when we first met was because we were both very genuine. And, and you notice in me, I notice in you. And that's the same thing when I, when I help others, they notice and I show them proof that, you know, they can call my business those two days I'm not there and I'm not there, you know? And, <laughs> um, and, and the thing is, I, I just had to re, re, reorganize my priorities at the time. I just had to kind of put things up. Now, Again, priorities, I, I have a, I made a quote many years ago and has been kind of going around online a little bit. Um, uh, and it says, you cannot prioritize if you don't know your priorities. Because even within your priority list, you have to prioritize things. And God forbid, if one day you, we wake up in the morning, we have a list of things to do, a to-do list, and then somebody very important is ill or something important happened, then that will take precedent. That will that will override all other priorities. You know, uh, it happens to all of us. You know, a child is ill or something happens or whatever. So priorities are very important. I just have to rearrange my priorities, and and I did it. And if I if I do it, I think anyone can do it. And that's as, as the saying goes. You know, if I can do it, you can do it. Everybody can. So yeah, just to the point of you know, we're not we're not we're not we're not sitting here on on our high horses. Oh. In saying that, we're just saying, you know, we, we're just like everybody else. You know, we are all the same. Everybody is capable of it. Some, some people need a bit more help than others. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point something here, which is, I, I know that, that this, um, this podcast is amazing because it's very informal and we can, we can, we can talk, me and you. Before we went online, we had a, we had a general chat and um, one of them was talking about who who do we want to help in life? Um, ideally, we want to help everyone, but some people have a very low energy, if you remember, um, and we know who they are. Yes. Some people have a very low energy, and we said, do we really, are we, are, we, are we wasting our energy with those people who have low energy? Or, uh, you know, I, th I think everyone who's willing to get our help and wanting us to share our knowledge and our life lessons because it wasn't all rose gardens we we had to go through a lot of so if they want us to share that then so be it but then it's down to them they need to act on it and if we don't see that they act on it through i don't know reading materials about implementations coming to the boot camp or fast implementation or they themselves not implementing then we know then we are probably I don't say we, we're going to give up on them, but good fit. It's, it's about, it's about like respect. It comes back to our, our self. It comes back to our self-value, our self-worth, respecting our boundaries and knowing that we're always open to help them, but, uh, but not, not putting all of our efforts into, into them if, they, if they're not prepared to. Exactly. So that we don't get drained, so that we can help other people at the same Absolutely. time. And we go the extra, the extra mile, we will give them the tools to actually become more energetic, become more doers. And then after that, if they still don't do it, then we've done everything we could. Absolutely, yeah. We, I mean, when someone becomes a client of mine, I never, I never give up on them. You know, yeah. I will help them through their highs. I will help them through their lows. Um, I will push them. I will motivate them. And I will never give up on them because I, I will, because if they've made that commitment to change, I will, I will do anything to help them. But they got, yes. that's the big word, commitment. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's, uh, that's a big thing. They, I mean, like we said, if you want something to change in the future, you act today. And you act today by yourself 
or you find a mentor, somebody you respect in your network, and you talk to them and you ask for help, or you go and network with others, you expand your network, and if not, you get professionals like yourself, like myself, like others, who can help put you in the right direction, and then the rest, the rest is all yours. We're not gonna spoon feed, we will just put you on the right track, and hopefully that track then works for you, and then you, you go. And then one last thing there with, with the goal settings, document your journey. This is very important. The reason I went into coaching and I went into helping and all that, yes, we said we'd like to share, we'd like to do all these things, that's wonderful. But actually, I was just, I was in awe of my mentors initially, many, many, many years ago, you know, 20, 25 years ago. I had people who mentored me, who helped me, and I have huge respect for them. And I remember one day I was sitting in this very, very um, mastermind class, and I thought, I can do this. I can help others because I've got the heart. Um, I've got the passion. I'm enthusiastic enough. I can actually do this. And then at the end, um, our, men our, our, our mentor, he, he said, so who has a question? I, I, I raised my hand. I said, um, I said, how can I be like you? And he was like, he didn't expect that. He, he thought it was a question about the business or something. I said, it just mind-blowing what you did to us and I, I want to be I want to be like you I want to help others and yes we all paid a fee to be there and God knows how many trips I had to go back and forth to the states to go and see him but that was beyond the point we forgot about all that that was all in the past it was about what he was giving us and what he was giving us was way more than the time the flights the cost the everything else you know, and until today, I, 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 I owe him and others, you know, my success. So he gave you opportunity. He, he helped you engage with your purpose and your passion, all yes. higher levels of energy. Absolutely. And since then, I, I never, ever, I never looked back. So that's why I say, once you've done the goal setting, you've done everything, you have your victories, the small victories, hopefully the big victory, document it, document the process. Because obviously there's a process. It's not just by doing it yourself. Once you, once you put the, the date in the calendar and you say, now I'm going to do it. When I say act on it, I don't mean act on it by yourself. That's find resources, find people who can help you. See what else can you do. All these things documented because one day this could be a title of a book. This could be something that you could do for others and help them. This could be a seminar, you know, and you, you'll be surprised. Um, how many people will probably align with you than with someone else? You know, just because the personalities are similar, maybe there's some gelling going on. And if you can give them one or two aha moments, well, mission accomplished. Yeah. So that's why that journey needs to be documented and, and do it with enthusiasm. Do it, never do anything. I, I never, I'm sure you are the same. We never do anything half-heartedly. It's either you just dive into it or you just don't do it mm -hmm. time is very precious and any minute goes and we'll come back and therefore we need to do our best so again for, for anyone who lacking the ability to do these things by themselves i always say reach out talk to others find a mentor that's one of the best things you can do so, so what i'm hearing you say obviously we've been talking about you know about goal setting the idea of you know how to, we want to get rid of the bad habits. So one, it's recognizing that you can you can hit the reset button, write down your goals, the importance of goals, what those goals are, understanding your priorities. And then now I'm also hearing, you know, one step at a time, so breaking it down, but also reflecting on it. And so that writing it down could be anything, couldn't it? It could be a weekly reflection. It could be a monthly reflection. And it could just be systematic. It could just be gradings, for example. I'm sure you've got a lot of this in your workbook because your, your workbook is very practical. I mean, the book is packed full of how-to habits, isn't it? So that it is really practical. It's not, I'm going to go and read this lengthy book of, it's no, this practical um, exercises that make complete sense. So you're reflecting. You might, because when we're in the moment and we've got stress going on in our lives and we're busy, it's very easy to be hard on ourselves that we get to the end of the week and we think, oh, I got nothing done. 
But if you go back and you reflect, even just in that week, and think, oh, well, actually, I it wasn't as bad as I thought. Absolutely. So then you keep going. I mean, I do it. I have my daily wins because I can have a day when it's just been so, all you remember is the, the things that wore you out. It's actually, no, this was a win, this was a win. And it's not even necessarily what I did. Sometimes it's how I felt. You know, I felt good about this or I had a great conversation. Or for me, it's like I ate a proper meal. <laughs> Yay! I made time for myself. Pat on the back. And then I reflect every week. I'll go back and I'll think, okay, now how am I going to grade myself? How was my productivity this week? What was my clarity like this week? How much did I engage in my purpose this week? How much did I, did I share my mission and my passion uh, for the week? So it could be weekly reflections, monthly reflections. But when we're in the moment, so often we don't notice us how far we've come. And when we do that reflection, which I mean, again, I always do it on my birthday and I always do it at the end of the year. And I'm fascinated by how far I've come in that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's all these little victories, or not little, huge victories, but they are all very small daily victories that lead to this. But one, one quick thing, Rana, um, when, when it comes to goal setting or writing it down, I found out that, um, I, I actually did some research into this. I found out that uh, when you write your goals in an ideal world, it should take you anything between 30 seconds and one minute because the things that matter to you the most, it's all in here. And you need to let them come out straight away. Then the list becomes 20 things. All of a sudden it's overwhelming. 30 seconds to one minute, write it down because usually your brain will dictate what's the most important thing. Yeah, so now is that your brain or is that your heart-centered intuition and your higher energy actually doing it? Because it's, it's basically, it's the instinctive bit. It's actually, it's the true bit that's in you rather than letting your head take over. Because what happens is when you let your head take over, the limiting beliefs kick in and you start thinking, oh, actually that's not gonna be possible. So I won't write that down. As opposed to when you instinctively do it there and then you just write down what it is you want. It comes from it comes from a, a different place without the belief system. I, I do have a stat for you. I don't know. I can't remember the specifics, but I think it is something around uh, 43, 45 percent greater success in, in, in achieving your goals if you actually do write them down. It is huge. And only 3% of people do that. 3%. I mean, that's just, uh, <laughs> yeah, so let's do the math. That's so so yeah. that's some of the stuff that's in the book, right? There's a big focus about this getting rid of bad habits in the book. Yes. Yeah, so basically, again, very in two minutes, um, uh, th th that's chapter six, which I, I love really, because I found out why, when, when we stopped, when we stopped because of the COVID, I, I found that few things were not in place the way I wanted them to be in place if anything happened. And I went back, I thought, whose fault is it? There's always has to be somebody's fault, you know? I thought, whose fault is it? And of course I found out that most of it is my fault. I found that there's some bad habits that we all have. You know, some of them are just, we just do without even thinking about it. And I thought if we actually get rid of bad habits, be it in personal life or business or anything we do, that will lead us on a faster route to achieving our goal. Because sometimes it's the bad habits that are in the way. It's a bit like you said, you the brain talking, you know? And so I, I found, how do we tackle this? So again, I did some research, then I looked at my own life and my own experience and I put everything together and I came out with, with three points. Um, so th th always number one is to recognize that bad habit. What is it? What is it that we want to change? I might be messy, for instance. I might not be putting files or, or papers in, in the right folders. That, that could be a bad habit, which don't underestimate it. I think most people have that, that horrible bad habit. Okay, so you, you recognize the bad habit, whatever that might be. And then number two, this is very important. Number two, you go back and find the origin of that habit. When in your in your timeline in life, when did you become a champion of this? When did you really master this bad habit? So now it has become like a, just you. you no, know, that's something that you do every day. By the way, bad habits never define you. They're just habits. Um, so once you know when, 
It could have been at a time when, I don't know, you were in college. It could have been at a time when you started your new business or when you are with someone who really also has a whole bunch of bad habits. They say, oh, well, don't worry about it. Let's leave it for tomorrow, you know? And uh, once you do that, then the biggest thing is the decision to change this bad habit. Again, that takes us to, so this, this goes with the goal setting again. You know, you need to set some goals within this whole framework. Um, because the, the, the nicest thing about the decision to change a bad habit, uh, you have to think that it can be changed. It's, it's just a bad habit. It's not you. You are not born with this thing. You know, uh, so if it can be changed, why don't you change it? If you want different results, you know, again, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So same thing with the goal. Once you make a decision to change this bad habit, put a deadline. And we do, we do that. You know, they call it sprinkling. They call it, you know, the, I don't know, the, the new year list or, or whatever, you know, all these things. That's a deadline. But most people don't act on it. So once you do the deadline, then again, act on it. So you see how these two are both kind of intermingled with each other. And of course, enjoy the little victories. There's nothing wrong with, in fact, when I say enjoy a little victory and treat yourself, it is actually, it frees you somehow. It feels good. I was listening to someone a while ago. Uh, they were talking about financial, um, you know, how to be uh, financially smart. You know, you have to put so much into this and you have to put so much into that and you have to do this. And there was a percentage left there. They said, go and treat yourself. And for me, actually, I put a big smile on my face. I thought, oh, wow, yeah, we forget to treat ourselves. You know, sometimes we are, so you have to pay the mortgage, you have to do this, you have to do that, the kids' education, you know, the car, the holidays, the da, da, da. In the end, there's nothing left for you, which is very, very, very bad because you do all these things. So any business, anything you do really, uh, especially business, of course, it should be serving you and not you serving the business. That's right. So I want to move you on a bit because I want to know more about this book specifically because put it up again. Yeah. Sorry, now, it, big letters in red is the word not. So you've talked a lot about how you help break things down, which is all your business savvy. But what makes this book different by explaining that, of course, like you said, We've been in a pandemic. So many businesses have shut or struggled. We've got solopreneurs. We've got entrepreneurs. We've got small businesses who have really struggled. How is your book going to help? Because you're telling me you have the expertise saying, look, I understand business is not as usual, but this is how you can make your business disaster proof, pandemic proof, whatever you want to call it so that you don't get in trouble again. Well, I found there's a pattern in all businesses. And I kind of use my MBA days to look back and do some research and, and look into um, uh, many papers and what are the main problems businesses have. And I found there's a pattern with a lot of things um, that can go wrong. So the reason why, I mean, this, this, this disaster and this, I shouldn't call it disaster, this pandemic was something unexpected and unprecedented. So that, that, that goes beyond saying, but I, would, I think some businesses were, were better prepared than others. And when I looked at those businesses, um, I found what they've done different than the other businesses that were not prepared. So I pulled that information and I thought, okay, so if we, if we change the habits, if we have these goals, if we implement fast, if we don't dwell on things, if we have a machinery for our marketing, even you can do marketing while you are still not in business, you can still do it preparing yourself for the next phase. If we change the next phase, when we go back to business, it shouldn't be as usual. That business will not be as usual. My business is not as usual anymore. I am not as usual anymore. So it gave us, this was a big lesson for us to learn from. And I thought, although we cannot predict other things what might happen, 
but we can certainly predict their repercussion and the, the ripple effect of this whole pandemic on our businesses for at least a few years to come. Vaccine, no vaccine, our businesses have been you know, suffering. So what can be done? And that's where chapter after chapter, I think there's about 11 chapters in here. Chapter after chapter, it tackles those things. And then in the end, some people like that's how they do, that's how they learn. They, they absorb everything in the book, they make notes and they put their own goals and they say, okay, this is how I do. This, it's full of strategies, like marketing strategies, like financial strategies, like because at the end of the day, what affected the business? What part of the business was affected mostly? It's finances. Yeah, it's clear. Mm -hmm. So, and that's why we're in business, finances. So if we can tackle that side, then we are better prepared for the next phase. If it comes, hopefully it will never be, but also it will give us more peace of mind. In fact, what I did, I implemented almost everything in the book in my own business. I thought, let me be, let me be the guinea pig. Let's see what happens. And you know what? There are certain things that the effect of it will show in months to come, but already we've noticed that the business is actually running better, smoother, it's nicer, even despite all the restrictions that we are facing now. And I thought, wow. So all these years, all I needed to do was to change a few things, but I was forced to change now. Yeah. And so, let's point out there, with everything being nicer, is that, you know, then what happens is you're happier. If your staff morale around you are happier, productivity goes up, staff turnover reduces, headaches go away. You have more time for your health, more time for you, more time for the things that you enjoy, and you probably enjoy work more. So your whole, everything goes up, which means obviously that will impact on your finances, your health, your self-care, your relationships, your work-life balance, all those elements that, that come into leadership. And I tell you one thing, very important, people forget about this. The fact that you are fearless to do it, it gives you that self-respect. Yeah. Yeah, because you've done something. Yeah, you be your own consultant. You yeah. feel like you achieve something above and beyond just showing up to your business and, and do what you've done all these years ago. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, this thing is staying with us for years. The effect will be there one way or another. And unfortunately, we see a lot of businesses going out of business and if they don't act fast. So I, I'm not saying this is the only answer, but we need to act fast and we need to act smartly. So... And it sounds like basically you've done the research, you as it's such a oh, good absolutely. researcher that you are, you've done the research, you've gone, you've looked, okay, what are the businesses that are doing well? What are the ones that haven't done so well? What are the key points here? Okay, and then this is, I'm telling you, I've done the research for you, here's my book, I'm giving you the strategies of things for the people that have worked so that you can survive and, and thrive. I know it's becoming a bit of a common theme, but thrive uh, in, in a pandemic or in any future adversity because the chances are they will they will be there. And I'm sure you probably have something in there about yourself and your own personal attitude. Again, it's the fearless piece, isn't it? Because you have to be fluid, you have to be flexible, uh, and you have to be willing to take action. It took 16 hours every day of research and writing for under two months um, to do it. It was a record. Um, in fact, when the publisher heard about it, he said, this is exactly the book we've been waiting for. So it's going to be in Barnes and Nobles. Obviously, it's going to be in many, many other online retails. And it will be available on Amazon. It's on available Amazon on Amazon on the 1st of December. Of now, December. it also comes with a workbook. Yeah, so people, at the end of the book, there's a there's an email where people can, can visit. And uh, not an email, there's actually a website people can visit. And there's a, there's a download for a workbook, which is basically summarizes and puts it more in action. It's like an action plan which I think is great, but it works better if you read the book first. The book is very easy to read. So a lot of people who read it, they, they, they say, we can see your personality in it. It's a very easy, it's very it's down great. to earth. Yeah, that's what you want, so absolutely. Reading the book probably takes a few hours. And then the workbook is very important because actually it has some sort of a um, accountability built into it. So you can't just do things and leave it alone um, and make sure that you need to follow certain things in certain ways. And of course, if there's more need for help, then of course, I'm, I'm here to help, you're here to help. So um, if I may, I can just 
probably and the other thing that I would like to do for all your listeners, um, all friends of Rana, um, I would like to give I would like to give my 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 email. They can email me. Of course, I will give the 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 the, the web link, but they can also email me so they can get the workbook um, for free. I'll, I'm happy to send it to them. But like I said, it works better with a book. And if they get the book on Amazon, like a digital, I'm more than happy to also send them a, a hard copy uh, once they email me. Uh, and that's also free of charge. That's very, very generous of you, Jerry. Can now for the for our because obviously this goes out as audio and video. I will obviously put it in the in the text in the information about the episodes. But just speak out the email address as well. Yeah. So the email address uh, is very simple. It's it's Dr. Abda, that's D-R-A-B-D-A-H, at drabda.com. And the website is www.businessnotasusualbook.com. I love it. I love it. Wonderful. I'm very, um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited but, for 2021. Absolutely. But they need to make sure that they put book after business not as usual. Yep. Um, it yep. has to be book.com. Yep. And, um, and yeah, like I said, they email me. I'm more than happy to send them a free copy of the, of the workbook. And if they already got the book, just let me know and I'll send them a, a, a printed copy as well. Oh, that's um, very generous of you. You see, you see what happens when you all become my friends. <laughs> you get all these gifts. Someone keeps sharing. <laughs> you've, done, you've done so much. This is the least I could do. <laughs> So final words, my friend. Well, final words, I'll say, be, be, be happy that there are solutions around you. There are people around you that can help and be resilient and be fun. Don't forget, I mean, goal planning, for God's sake, I always say if you put in your goals, you always have to have some fun in there. Be spontaneous, do something fun because otherwise life is not, life is not just business and, and running around and, and money and, and all these, that's all wonderful, but have fun. But most importantly, be fearless because the reason Rana is doing what she's doing, the reason I'm doing what I'm doing, others have done what they've done. My mentor did what he did. Um, they were all fearless. They were all went outside their comfort zone and they did something that they were totally uncomfortable with and it actually paid off. So we, we are all living examples here. So be fearless, have lots of fun, and hopefully this will set you free from a lot of bad habits and things and thinking and yeah. Absolutely, and so we should say, you know, you've, you've, you've mentioned it a few times, but you have got, because again, people like results fast. So you do have the fast implementation bootcamp and 30 day plan for your business. So lots of programs that you can help people with aside again, from the book. Email me, but I can let them know. Can reach out to you to find out more, right? Absolutely. Okay, Absolutely. amazing, amazing. Thank you so plan. much. My pleasure. We have one plan for early 2021, um, because now people will be busy with, with the festive periods. Yep. But in 2021, we start fresh, uh, a new implementation bootcamp. Um, I think it's going to be an online course, um, very interactive. So hopefully I'll see some of your listeners there. And I look forward to that. Yeah, and thank well, you for having me, Rana. It's been a pleasure to be here, as always. Um, it's, 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 it's amazing what people can do together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stronger together, because it's sharing okay. rather than just giving. <laughs> you're gonna love that one now so that's all we have time for thank you diari such a pleasure i do love i love it when we get together and have a good old good old we put the world to rights but with so much value so i really appreciate your time and your compassion uh and your knowledge uh and energy today thank you so I am Dr. Rana Al-Falaki. Um, like I said, please do check out the the, um, the descriptions. The um, that email address will be in there, and and also my my gifts to you, uh, also which are are available uh, to help shift you forward and be free, be fun, and be fearless. And last plan of action: please do hit the subscribe button and share. Share. That's been our word for the day. Share and let people know because the more we share, the more we grow. Oh, look, I'm rhyming today as well. <laughs> so my last, last three lots of words. 
be free, be fun, be fearless. Bye-bye. Feel on top of the world with Light Changes Coaching. Do you feel like burying your head in the sand, hoping it will all be fine when you come out? Do you know what you want, but no idea how to get it? Are you stuck on the treadmill, repeating the same old patterns, wishing the answers would just be there for you? How great would it feel to have those answers right there in the palm of your hand? Well, did you know that there is a way to get immediate answers, fast resolution of inner problems and quick access to a higher state of awareness? After 20 years of helping people, I have perfected a special technique that allows you to tap into your intuition. Connect with your intuition in just five minutes a day using this special technique, Dr. Renner's gift technique, the guided intuition and fulfillment training, and you can have those light bulb moments every day. So get what you want, a job that gets you excited when you get up in the morning, a relationship where you can look across the table and think how much you love that person, a body that you're proud to have and look in the mirror and absolutely love, a bank balance that you're not afraid to look at. My gift to you is a simple, quick technique to access your intuition and give you the instant answers you need to get unstuck without having to do lengthy meditations. So head on over right now to lightchangescoaching.com and download yours.